You're listening to the Mind Made Wrong podcast, presented by Steel Maggie, episode number 39. Um, welcome to the Mind Made Wrong podcast. I'm so glad you are here with me. This is episode 39 and 40. I have here with me uh, John Omen. Say hello to everyone on YouTube who are watching hey, this. Everyone, how's it going? Hello, hello, hello. hello. Um, we'll be talking with him about his journey, um, his mental health journey, and his music and his vision for the future. So let's just jump right into it. Hi, John. Um, first, I, I never asked you this. Is Omen like your actual real name? No, it's a no, it's not. <laughs> I, John is my real name. Omen is one that I just kind of came up with. I have a history of playing like rock and roll and mm-hmm. so I kind of like a little uh, d- the darker stuff. Although I try and I get the good omens, not bad ones now. So <laughs> It's good. I mean, it's Good premonitions, bad premonition. I like it. It's it's ominous. It's um. I I, I would that that be would that would have been dope if it had been your real name. But that's really really cool. Um. So let's just um get right into it. Tell us where we can find you on social media first. What are you working on, and what do you want us to be aware of? So I uh, johnomen.com with j o n o m e n dot com is the easiest way to find me. Or you can usually just search that, just John Omen on any of the profiles, and I'm the first one that pops up. Um, I'm the guy with the lightsabers. Uh, yes, you are. I was looking through, and I was like, oh, my God, you really like lightsabers. It's great. It's great. It's a good theme. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm on all the music platforms, too. So. Okay, cool. Uh, let's get into your origin story. So I want you to tell tell us all about how you started as a musician and what what are what what were your turning points um, in your career that brought you to where you are today. So I have been playing music ever since I was a little kid. My mom, uh, she grew up in in Orange County, which is a really great music scene there. She actually uh, knew Dexter Holland from The Offspring. If you know who that is, she went to, <laughs> she went to school with him. Um, so she was always pu- like pushing me to do music because I was growing up. Um, I, as I uh, as I got older, I kind of realized that I you know I, I had depression, which is unfortunately all too common. And uh, I I used always used music as kind of like a coping mechanism for that because it's really really kind of helped me. Um, decided to uh, join the military out of high school um, as an infantryman, and. Uh, that was that was that was a good choice for me. I met a lot of amazing people, but unfortunately, also, um, you know, I struggled with a couple of things. And uh, when I was when I was 22, I had a suicide attempt, and that was kind of the point in my life when I really realized that I I needed to to commit to something, and it had to be something that I really loved and was really passionate about. And music has always been that for me. And so I just said, you know what, I I just need to try and go all in and I, you know I, I did and it's probably been the best decision that I've ever made in my life it's not it's not easy um, any any type of the arts is not easy but it's also um, necessary I don't think anybody's gone in an entire day of their life really unless they're camping without music 
but it's used, it's used everywhere and it's um it's something that you know it really did save my life and i feel like i can do a lot of good and hopefully help a lot of other people the same way so that's that's why i i do it uh, what i do and uh I'm, I'm very glad for it thank you um you had an amazing um story can you elaborate a little bit more on this um on that moment in your life you were talking to me earlier about um it was really uh, you weren't you weren't in the best place um mentally you know to be to be in the military you know you yeah, said you I, went yeah i i had this like unsettling feeling that i was just going absolutely nowhere with my life um actually my most recent song north star talks about this i i realized that i needed to like create some type of direction but before when when i had the suicide attempt um I actually I painted a shotgun shell and I I wrote like nothing changes on it and when I when I put it into the shotgun and I I pulled the trigger I I when I cleaned the shotgun the last time I think I put a little bit of cotton on accident where the firing mechanism hits and so it jammed up um I, the only time in my life that I've have anything ever had like sorry, anything like that ever happened to me and uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. And then after that, my hands are just shaking and I, you know, I, I unloaded it and dropped it. And it was just kind of one of those moments where I realized that um, I, I had to somehow make a change and I had to figure out like what I was going to hold on to and what that, what that guiding light was going to be for me. But, yeah. That's, that's funny that you wrote um, nothing changes on you know, on the bullet. And then you're like, well, I, I have to make a change because that, I think that's such a, a miracle. Like it, the, your, the story is just, I can't speak, you know, like you, you say it, you know, and you're, you're telling, you're telling us this story and I, I, I'm speechless because, you know, it's, it really shows that you, you have a purpose and you have a meaning. Well, um, I, I'm very, I'm very big on, on second chances. Um, yeah. I, I believe wholeheartedly that every single day when you wake up you get to make a choice and sometimes it's not easy some days it's impossible to get out of bed but doing your best to try and get around those and try and making the most out of every single day you can is is very important and just because you had a, a bad day yesterday doesn't mean that you can't try and have a good day today and some days when it's a really awful day sometimes you just have to have a day and mm -hmm you know, do your best to get through it. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Well, sometimes you just have to have a day, get through mm -hmm. the day. I, I'm still, I'm still thinking of, I'm still thinking about that story. It just sticks and sticks in my mind. Um, would you say that that is a, a moment in your life where you felt like your mind was made wrong, keeping in the theme with, of this podcast? And how did you go about making that change when I, you realized you needed to? Well, obviously, the moment when I realized that of what I had just done, that was that was eye eye opening. Um, I I opened up to it about a couple of family members. Um, I mm -hmm. told them that I was like, I I I need to get some help because clearly I'm not in the right place. Um, I immediately started going to therapy. Um, I I started being very self accountable, um, trying and self aware which is extremely important is like understanding the state of mind that you're in right now and understanding what is a normal thought and what is a distorted thought 
Um, and, by, and by that, what I mean is like, it's not normal to think, hey, I should kill myself. That's, you should never think that ever in your life. And training yourself to think like which thoughts are me speaking and which parts are the depression speaking is incredibly important for me because now it, it, it doesn't make the thoughts go away. It just helps me compartmentalize them a little bit and say, you know what, like these, these are things that I, I understand what's going on right now, but they, they aren't me. I am going to work around them. And, you know, it's a lot of times those moods are what help me um, make, make songs. And I try and write music now that's not depressing, but it's about overcoming that. And I try and I try and uh, write things more on the inspiring note than just focusing on the bad things. I, I believe I believe in like personal manifestation. I believe when you like when you wake up trying to tell yourself a few good things that like, you know, you're, you're going to do this today. You're going to you're going to be successful. You're going to end up being happy. And trying, you know, focusing on saying, like saying those things to yourself, it doesn't necessarily mean that bad things aren't going to happen to you. But, um, you know, the more you believe things and the more you start repeating them to yourself, you, they start manifesting in your life. Because, you know, if, especially if one of the things that I mentioned is like, I try and do at least one good thing for somebody every single day. Um, oh. that, really, that really helps um, because it it comes, it comes back to you. I mean, don't do it for the sake of things coming back to you, but I believe that if you're putting good things out into the world, um, the world is going to recognize that. And, you know, they're, they're going to help you when those times that your head starts sinking underneath the water a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that. Can we talk a little bit more about the pers personal manifestation? Because, you know, so a lot of times I will do that and I'm wondering if I'm doing it wrong. And I'm sure people listening are thinking like, okay, like I've been told to do that as well, you know, have gratitude, you know, be grateful, be happy. And I'm still not um, accomplishing those things. Um, can we go about in a little bit more detail about how you do that? Uh what for me how i usually started off is is with vision um mm -hmm. i i look at myself and five ten years down the road and i i say to myself hey look where where do i want to be what are the things that i'm going to need to accomplish in order to be able to get there um and without where like where does that look like for me that looks like me um being able to completely maintain myself off of music and sustain myself off of music. It means having a genuine impact with, with my followers and fans. Uh, it means um, being able to create music that I think is, is meaningful, um, creating, creating and maintaining really good relationship with my friends. I, I have a couple of friends that I've been, I'm still friends with since I was eight years old. Um, and that's, and you know, it's, it's awesome to be able to continue to always like, you have them as a support system um but, but as far as like the personal manifestation thing goes it's no joke there's there's actually a prisoner of war that got stuck um in a camp and he literally just passed the time by just thinking of golf as crazy as that sounds um but when he ended up getting out of the prisoner of war camp he ended up improving his game by like like five ten strokes from what he normally would um, and that was after he hadn't really even just played. It was just him constantly going through mentally. It's just like, this is what I want. This is like, this is me, what I want to think about. This is what I'm going to manifest. But you can really, 
uh, you, you can shape your environment a lot that way because you start recognizing it. A, a good example is with, with uh, cars. Um, you will never see a yellow car until you, until you start actively looking for yellow cars and then you'll start seeing them all the time. Mm. Um, and that's, that's like a, one of the best examples I can give you. It's just you become aware of the things that you need to, um, to start drawing into your life. And so when you start looking for happy things, you start focusing on those, those more and letting the bad things roll off your shoulders a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I understand now. I actually did a podcast like two weeks ago about it's, it's another way of saying what you focus on expands. Um, and I, I love that's, that's so that's, that's my little snippet. I love it. It's, it's so good. Physical manifestation, basically what, um, really the guy, the guy, his, his golf, his golf game was better. That's crazy. I wish I I could remember, remember the guy's name. Um, I have a couple concussions and my memory isn't what it used to be, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a true story and it, it happens more than you think that it, when you, when you have a vision that's, I won't, I don't want to say almost uncompromisable um, you, and you start focusing on that more, you, you can draw things to you that you don't even realize you're drawing to you just because it's, it's, it's a part of your, your plan. I suppose it can work in, in bad ways and good ways. It can. You know, you're yeah. always thinking negative things and you're always thinking to yourself, bad things always happen to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You're going to focus more on those little bad things that happen to you. I mean, like it's a difference of like, if you if your vision is to uh, like, I don't want to say go to work. If you, if you're, you should be passionate about your, your work, try and find a job that you're passionate about. But as you get out of the car and you step in, step in a puddle, you sometimes won't even notice it because you're so anxious to like get on with what you want to do. But if you're always worried about like the bad things that are happening to you, you step in that puddle and you'll be like, Oh, why me? I just stepped in this puddle. My shoes wet now. Whereas, you know, if you try and just not focus on those things, they just kind of roll off of you. Absolutely. I, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that. That's, that's in my, that's in my little arsenal. That's a nugget. Um, I want to talk about um, your, how music has um, brought meaning to your life. I want to first, let's talk about um, how would you define your music? How would you, um, what do you, what do you write about? What are your lyrical themes? um, The most important thing to me and this will always be the most important thing to me is when I'm writing a song, I try and write, write the best song I can. And I try and make every song the best version of itself. Um, I, I'm very choosy, which with, uh, which songs I release, I'll usually write about 20 songs for every one song that I release. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those I'll end up giving to other, other musicians too. Cause I've worked as a songwriter before I started actually, um, releasing songs myself. Um, my process is very different, uh, for each song. Um, some songs I've written while I've been walking from walking in downtown San Francisco and all of a sudden the lyrics just popped into my head and I just started pulling out my voice recorder and started going from there. Um, other songs have started from a guitar riff. Um, and then uh, other songs, I, I, I don't even know how they, they just, they just came out of me where I've written the entire song and produced the entire song in a day. And then some songs have taken me a year. Um, 
so I'd love to say that I have like a consistent sound or a, a consistent uh, methodology behind everything. But really, I just I try and be in the moment when I'm when I'm writing, and I just try and I like I said bring out the best of what I can. I always when I if I ever end up collaborating with somebody, um, I, it's what I always tell them. I always say that the song comes first, and you can leave your ego at the door. Um, because really what we're here for is to try and give, give people uh, something that they can really connect to and can be really meaningful to them. And that's what I really try and focus on. I guess you could call my genre, like I play pop, but pop is the worst way to describe a genre in my opinion. <laughs> but you have like Ed Shireen on one side and you have Post Malone on the other. And they're both considered pop artists, but they don't sound <laughs> anything alike. Um, yeah, it's popular, popular music. <laughs> Just yeah. Um, so you, what are your, um, let's talk about your influences. Ooh, um, that depends on the day to day. Uh, back when I was younger, I listened to a lot of like, Foo Fighters and Muse and uh, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, Soundgarden, uh, Breaking Benjamin, Chevelle, even... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so, so many, uh, even like Lincoln Park. And then now, now um, I've really kind of grabbed like grabbed like a really big palette. So I'll li- listen from anything to like 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 Hosier to Post Malone. Um, mm-hmm. e- mm-hmm. Even guys like like Joyner Lucas are like I, I love. I, it's really I love, good. <laughs> yeah, I love I love all types of music because it's yeah. been as I've as I've transitioned from when I was younger to being more of a songwriter. Um, it's really kind of opened up my palette. So really what I care about now is just a, a great song. And, you know, even like, it's like cu- country for a long time, I wasn't the biggest fan of. And then I started listening to a lot of, um, a lot of the lyrics. And I was like, wow, some of these are actually absolutely incredible songs. I don't know why I didn't, I didn't listen to this at first. I put things in a box and I, there's no reason why I should have put them in a box. Um, so that's what I really try and focus on now is having really good songs at it's the moment. The song first. Yeah. At, at yeah, the moment yeah. I've been listening to a lot of, um, uh, a lot of one, one Republic, um, Ho- Hosier actually, I just said mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and, uh, fits in the tantrums. I think those are the three that I've been listening oh. to. <laughs> I haven't heard that at all. Have they come out with new music lately? Yeah, well, Fitz and the Tantrums have, haven't released anything too lately, but I will always be impressed because the lead singer of that band is like 50 years old. No, and he is? He is. He, he, he's definitely older. I can't, I can't remember exactly how old he is. I'm going to look this up right now, if you don't mind. That is banana. No, totally. That is bananas. That is so cool. I love, I love Fitz. I, I, I hope they come out with new, something new. Um, Hozier is also really good as well. He was in the, uh, he was in the music industry for a long time and he just kept going at it and going at it and going at it. And I was, I was surprised to hear that, that, um, Jennifer Lopez is 50 as well. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, you know, because of the Super Bowl, everyone was, like, freaking out because she looks the way she does at 50. But, like, I'm sitting here trying to do the math because um, I was listening to her when I was, like, 11. And I'm sitting here like, oh, okay. Like, she she didn't, you know, pop um, super early. 
You know what I'm saying? She didn't, she didn't reach her prime at all super early. Uh, I think that's, that's so inspiring to know that people are um, kind of getting, getting over this, this youth cult. Like you have to be, you know, a certain age and you have to be a certain genre and even, even look a certain way to, to do music and to be successful. Yeah. He, he is, he's 49. So that's, 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 that's ancient in, you know, yeah. in the industry, in the industry, well, you know, it's like they look for 18 year olds. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's down to yeah. Age is just, age is just a number. If you really yeah. do what you love and you work hard enough and you do it for long enough, eventually enough people are going to hear it that you and if, as long as your message is something inspiring, it's going to go someplace. Unfortunately, it's just a lot, with any type of art, it's an uphill battle. And everybody's mountain is different. Some people have a little hill they have to roll the ball up and then it goes down the other side and will take off on its own. And some people have to climb a mountain. But when you get to the top and you get to that point, it's, it's you know, eventually going to work for you. It's just sometimes it's a lot hard, harder for certain people than other people. You just, you know, that's it, kind of what my, this album that I'm releasing is about. It's called Hearts Bleed Fire. It's, it's about being so passionate that it just leaks out of you and just, you know, you, you have to absolutely love what you do in life and you just have to go at it with every single thing that you have because, you know, I, I, depending on your religious views, um, I, I think you only have one life and I think with what you do with that life should try and be as meaningful as you can possibly make it. And so that's why I'm, I'm a bit, very big proponent of just going out there and just doing, doing what you love and just don't make any compromises with that. Mm-hmm. It transcends genre. That's mm-hmm. why I, I asked you about that because you have, you seem to have a theme, you know, and it's, it's passion. Um, what would you, um, what would, would you, would you tell us a little bit about, cause you mentioned religion. Would you tell us a little bit about um, your, um, history with it because I know um you have you have you've had you've had some time in Utah mm-hmm. um and that is a big you know Latter-day Saints hub um tell us about your influence and how um how religion has kind of influenced you you know as a kid and um how how you see it now and how it's affecting you now um well I don't I don't the, I'm I'm not I'm not religious. I grew up yeah. in a religious family in a very religious area. Um, actually, one of the leaders of the church lives, lives across from my childhood house. Um, but religion was just not for me growing up. And mm-hmm. I, I think religion is very important for people. I think religion can do a lot of good for some people. Um, unfortunately for me, it was kind of the exact opposite. Um, I personally just didn't necessarily believe everything they were teaching and when I asked questions I got pushed back and got kind of shut down with certain things and it created a sense of non-belonging because um, my beliefs were different from their beliefs but I was still forced to be a part of the organization because they were very ever-present in the community um, which is not good for anybody it's not good to feel like an outcast in any situation Uh, you know and the the problem ends up being is just that you when you're in an area that that is like the status quo and the norm it's hard to usually find other other individuals that are they, they i don't want to say that they're still good good people it's not they're not deviating from like the moral senses of the religion more like the belief system 
because I'm, I'm still a very big proponent in like in like the pay, the pay it forward, try and try and do good things. And, um, but at the same time, it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not for me. It's not for a lot of the people around me. And I think when you're stuck in those situa- situations as a kid, it can kind of trigger a couple of things that'll last a long time in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that it comes through in your lyrics? Um, I, I, to be honest, I, I don't really know because I don't, I don't typically think about religion that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think about people more, more, and you know, I've, like I said, it's like, I, I don't really think about the, what comes after. I think about the, while you're here, what are you going to do with that time? Mm-hmm. And what are the experiences that you're going to face in the now rather than what, like, what's going to happen? Who knows when you never know when, when death is mm-hmm. going to come. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a very, that's a very good, that's the answer to my question is that no, you know, it's, it's not, it's not really part of your lyrics because you have a different, you have a different belief system. Um, I want to, the reason why I ask is because, um, a lot of times if we've lived in that, in the, in those situations, like you said, you know, you don't, it becomes, it becomes difficult and looked down upon to ask questions, you know, and to, kind of explore your identity and explore who you are. And um, like you said, that that really, that can lead to some mental health issues, you know, as it has, you know, for me in, in my story. Um, and that comes out in my lyrics all of the time. And it is a way that I process, you know, what has, um, where I've come and where I am going. And I love that you, that you do have, um, an emphasis on what I'm doing today and where I'm going. And it all, it all really kind of circles around your theme of, you know, what can I do today? Try to do one good thing a day for someone else. Um, living in your passion. Um, you said um, on our preliminary call, if you could be anything in the world, be passionate. And I love it. I need to like staple that on my forehead. Um, can you um, tell us about um, the most, if, 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 um, can you tell us about the most significant struggle um, you're facing when it comes to the relationship between your own mental health and working in music today? Oh, um, <laughs> sorry, it's a, it is a big question. Well, yeah, it's, I, I think a lot of things that a lot of musicians have to struggle with is this constant duality of um, creating stuff that's really cool and then the self-doubt that comes with it mm-hmm. um, because there's just a certain measure of ang- like anxiety and depression that um, art just kind of brings upon an artist because you, you're creating something that's value is determined by other people. And that's extremely hard on people because you have to, con- like, you have to constantly wonder, is this going to mean anything to anybody? Um, which is, that's, it's, it's a, it's a struggle to think like that. And I really, I try not to think, think like that myself. Um, but it always ends up kind of like coming back into when you create something that it's like, you think this is really cool. And then you, you know, you always like when you're putting out, it's a very vulnerable thing where you're just like, I spent, uh, six months working on this. Please don't Mm -hmm. hate it. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah, maybe longer thinking about it and you know all of the all, all of the little little tiny thoughts that kind of wear you down yeah about well, it. yeah the uh, the terrible truth is um that nobody is gonna like not everybody is gonna like your art um people hate beyonce and beyonce <laughs> you know that's just how it goes some people some people like to listen to post malone some people like taylor swift you can't tell them that they're wrong it's just people resonate with different types of music. Some people love metal. There's nothing wrong with loving metal. Some people like rap. There's nothing wrong with loving rap. Um, just understand, like understanding as an artist that it's, you can't please everybody, but when you resonate with the right person, that's, that's what matters. And so that's what I try and focus on with everything is understanding that you're, you're always going to have people that are displeased with you. But the, the one person that messages you, um, out of wh however many like dumb crap that you may get that one person, <laughs> that one person that you made a genuine impact on, that's what matters. Cause that person is going to be able to hold on to it. And those other people are just going to forget about you. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, but making, making those like genuine, genuine, meaningful connections to people, even if it's just 1% of people, there's seven and a half billion people in the world. Yeah, one percent of that is like something ridiculous. It's a ridiculous amount of people. Yeah, it's like if yeah. you have seventy-five million people that like your stuff, you <laughs> yeah. just got to figure out like how to reach with them. And that's why it's just like as I'm focusing on music, I try not to think of like, will people like this, and just trying to make um, make things that can have genuine connections mm -hmm. connections with people. Like when when you feel something like what are you feeling in the moment when you're listening to the music and that's you know that's what really i try and dump in, into all of this um and that kind of helps me like like start like struggle with like the self-doubt and everything because it's like at the end of the day it's just like if i if i find new meaning in it then that's that should be enough i it's so important to um you know what i'm getting from this is that it's really important to really just but be so passionate about your message and your work that it bleeds through, you know, it, it can't help like heart, heart bleeds fire. Like and it's, you can't help, but um, it, it can't help but come out as the message and people can't help but latch onto it um, because it's, you it ends up being universal in some way to even just one person. And we can get so locked up in, I think, uh, like Spotify stats and, you know, like for this single, how many times, what times did I get placed, you know? And it doesn't really matter because like, I, I sometimes do like, like a little bit of exploring cause I'm kind of getting into this, this world of, you know, um, actually promoting my music and trying to like how, what is that, e what is that even about? And I've been looking for, for things and like, I see like, people that I've never even heard of, you know, that have like, you know, 10, 10 listeners a month and they're amazing. And then like people I've also never heard of, like that are big in the area that I've never heard of that have like 3 million listeners a month. And I, I can't stand, you know, their, their music or their music just doesn't speak to me. Um, and it, it doesn't, I, I feel like more people need to remember that the numbers are so much less important than the people you're actually, yeah, you know, especially reaching. Especially streaming. Streaming is, I wish they did just didn't show numbers at all with that. Because um, yeah. a, a, a lot of that can be fake nowadays. And mm -hmm. yeah. at, the end of the, at the end of the day, 
what really matters with any musician is that they are genuinely connecting to people. And so that person on Spotify, Spotify may only have 10 monthly listeners, but whenever he plays live, every single person there is like, wow, like the next time this person comes back into town, I'm definitely going to see him again. Cause I, I, I felt something at this concert. I remember, like, I remember it in a way that is just like one of the better memories of my life. And I, I want to continue to see them every single time they come through. Um, but people may just not listen to their music on Spotify. They may buy, bought a CD. They may mm-hmm. have it on iTunes. Yeah. Um, and if you can, yeah, if you, if you're, if people like your music enough to buy it nowadays, like you're doing something right. <laughs> Exactly. A stream is a stream is a stream. And those are, those are, they are, they are important because people look, people always look at your numbers if they want, you know, like if you're applying for an opportunity or anything, but um, exactly. Like if someone wants to like have like a physical copy, you know, or, you know, um, it's actually downloaded, you know, into their phone, like who even uses iTunes anymore, but, um, it's, it still speaks to like, if you, it's more about, um, like who's on your email list, you know, and like who actually wants to stay in contact with you because Spotify and, you know, streaming is just like, it's so, it's so casual. Um, it's not, it's, there's no, there's no real commitment there, you know? Um, Yeah. And a lot of times those numbers, they can, they don't necessarily mean that you're making genuine relationships with people. Yeah. Because most yeah. of the time when people have huge numbers like that, they're, it's because their song was on a really big playlist. But a lot yeah. of people will just like, they'll listen to the songs on the playlist and then the song will play and they're like, oh, this is a good song. Next song. Oh, <laughs> different artists. And they don't ever like, they don't ever like engage with you as a, as a person. And so it's, it's important to make connections out of that because I, you know, I, I, I think as a musician, it's like one of the things that we can, we can really do is we can change people's lives. I mean, it happened to me. I know it can happen to other people too. And so doing like, I don't want to say like what you're doing outside of your music, but it's like the messages that you're putting in your songs, who, what you're doing outside and everything that, that can then draw people directly to where you're, where you're playing stuff. And those, those streams matter much more than when they're just getting, you know, placed through these big, big like I want to say like one t- like one time playthrough playlist that people will never mm-hmm. listen to stuff again yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, art art is incredibly important um and I think it's way more important than most people will give it credit for because I don't think there's a single day that people aren't exposed to media in some fashion well whether it's television song um like a, a painting it's it's everywhere and it's ever present and it's like people discount that but imagine a world where that didn't exist <laughs>